I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. I, he sort of feels me out. I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. Folks, friends, countrymen, lend me your ears. This is the 41st episode of the fourth season of The Worst Idea of All Time, a podcast hosted by me, Guy Montgomery, and myself, Tim Bat, where we watch and review a movie 52 times in a row. Usually, we do it over the span of a year, but we wanted to challenge ourselves in this fourth season, so we decided to watch it twice a week. Sex in the City is the movie we selected, and I regret it immensely. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Guy Montgomery. Hello, Tim. Uh, it's uh, an overcast day afternoon here in uh, foggy Wellington town. I've just watched Sex in the City, broken up over the course of the day. Um, it's incredible if you if you really want it to, it can stretch out across an entire day and derail mm. not just your morning but also your lunch and your afternoon tea. Mm. How uh, on God's green earth are you? Um, so uh, the movie can span days; it can also span into a podcast record, which is what has happened right now. Um, a little backstory for you, dear libertarian listener: Guy and I, we set in stone our record time. Um, very annoying and very hard at the moment because uh guy's performing his comedy festival show i'm in the midst of trying to put the finishing touches on mine as it as it opens next week and uh and we said 4 4 p.m well originally we said 2 p.m and then i said i can't do that because uh the bonus of the heart need to record then and uh and, and then you helpfully moved it and then they unhelpfully moved themselves but anyway, I got too high is the long and short of it, and I miscalculated the time um, because I was, I was going hard out on the computer doing things. So and I'm watching the, the movie right now. What are you watching? I'm watching um, Carrie Bradshaw open some emails from Keats and Voltaire and some others um, after an illiterate big has scribbled the runes that he's seen in the books down on a a button machine and um, managed to email that through to Carrie. Carrie's so what so calls computers. Does he call it the button machine? The, bu- the button machine is just the keyboard part. That's what he calls the keyboard. What's the screen part called? The looky machine. The looky machine. Yeah. yeah the button as, machine, far as, he, machine. as far as he understands, they are disconnected. Yeah, he does, he he has no concept for what like 
a processor is or a hard drive or anything. He just knows the things that he directly interacts with. So he knows the button machine and the looky machine. But he still oh. figured out how to send an email, so that's pretty good. Yeah, oh, brother, that poor fella. Um, mm. So, yeah, you're watching, you know, what will soon become a blessed reunion between these two. Sorry, spoilers for anyone who hasn't oh, seen the film. You fucking cuck. I can't believe you did that to me. Uh, I have watched it in the company of uh, wonderful Chelsea, who's, who's currently um, with me. Mm. And who did not respond well to the film, really, at all. Became very cross and angry yep. and also birthed, probably in my opinion, one of, or at least, you know, for, to my own tastes in watching the film, one of the most con- controversial takes I've, I've been party to across our two seasons of Sex in the City-related podcasting. Go which on. Which is that Steve, not just Steve the character, but David Eigenberg portraying Steve is the weak link in this film. Get fucked. You need to break up with Chelsea, and that makes me so sad, man. I'm really sorry to hear about the end of your relationship. How does that make you feel? Uh, Outraged, frankly. And why? (laughs) Because Chelsea's a good person, and she's smart. She directs. She acts. She writes. She does it all. But she's so off, she couldn't be more wrong. She's uh, just appeared at the doorframe as though she's here to defend herself. Uh-huh. Oh, you want to hear what Tim has to say? Well, come in here. I'm going to put, put the headphones on you. I'm not going to be able to hear you, Tim, but Chelsea is, and she's yes. mic'd. So please, no, just put them on. It's okay. okay. Chelsea, can you hear me? Yeah. You can hear me? Yeah. Okay, great. Can, can I get you to move a little bit closer to the telephone that's got this call on it? Okay. Um, what about this? Is that good? It'll do. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, look, Chelsea, here's the thing. I've just been given some information <laughs> that uh, you think Steve, both the character and the actor portraying him, uh, are the weak link in this movie. Okay, I've got something to say about that. Yeah. This is this is not what I would say. I would not say Steve and the actor portraying him are the weak link in the film. No. I would say it is a film pretty much purely constructed of weak links but (laughs) he is the worst actor in the film i will say that you're crazy no 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 why why what how is he worse than say big (laughs) for example because i'm looking at his big body lying i hate right now don't get me wrong i hate big i hate i hate his face uh big has no character which is why when he sticks his tongue out, when yeah. he surprises Carrie at the end with the girls, yeah. it seems out of character because he doesn't have a character. But Steve <laughs> is always trying broker. to cry. Steve is always trying to cry. I just can't <laughs> handle it. He's always got a little shaky lip going and he's like forcing it out and it's uncomfortable to watch. His face does things he's not in control of and not in a good way. You are actually making some valid points because um, Guy and I have had an argument about this in the past. The scene where he reveals to Miranda that um, he has been cheating on her. Uh, yeah, yeah I don't, it's the worst. It's so bad. Yeah, it's I don't so, buy that. I made us rewatch that a few times because wow. <laughs> it's, it's painful. That sucks for Guy in yeah. particular. Um, yeah. The thing is, though, like <laughs> I, it, it, I got brushed aside with that because Guy convinced me so thoroughly that uh, 
it, it was good. It was good acting in that. And I was like, well, no, I guess I was wrong. No, guy's wrong. wrong. Yeah, He's I horribly th- wrong. Yeah, I can't hear what Tim's saying. But oh, okay. It's highly you can't unlikely hear this. I'm wrong. No, I can't hear any of it, obviously. But no, you keep going because I want you to challenge. I want you to challenge Tim well, the way that you I, challenged me. Yeah, because well, I want you. I, I I have one question for both of you because yeah. I have my own hypothesis about this. But yeah. I have one question for both of you, and I really want. I really want you to be able to hear this. I want to know what you think. The writer thought the intention, like thought the point of the film was, thought the message of the film was. Hmm. Well, Chelsea, there's no easy way to do this because I think you've only got one pair of headphones there. So There is. Yeah, wait, here we go. Okay, we can both hear you. Guy, I want to hear your answer to what Mattress Pike Lit King's intent on the theme of this piece of cinema <laughs> was first. Uh, I, I don't think he set out to make anything with any sort of message. I believe it was uh, purely a... Ca- he banked on the fact that people wanted to see these characters... Uh, put through their paces, and there was no secondary thought to it. There was no extra layer. I think, in the same way you've accused me of before, that Chelsea's overthinking it and given uh, Mattress Pikelet too much credit. Look, in order to write a a two-and-a-half-hour movie, which almost certainly was longer in script form... Yep, started at 300 pages. What? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. It's in the book. I'm looking at it right now. It's on my bookshelf in here. I got a book oh about it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, yeah. Okay, that's horrifying on so many levels. I it, to write that much material, you have to think that you're writing something. You can't just. That's like yes, the end result. But I don't think that that can be his intention. I think he thinks there's a message. I think he's unintentionally, uh, kind of conjured up a message that actually is quite a good one. Oh shit, what's that? that? So this came to me in the New Year's scene, the New Year's montage. I think that he I think that what the message is of the film, either intentionally or unintentionally, is that everybody is lonely because they are selfish. Yeah, like what that is a think? message for human beings as a species. Yeah, but but that's but don't you think that that's what happens in the film? Everybody's lonely because they're so selfish. Not Charlotte. She's a sweetheart and she's happy. And Harry oh. has sex with her all the time. It's brilliant. <laughs> and she cradles his head. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Chelsea, I, mean, Tim, Tim, I also Tim, just way, want to remind you that the movie. yeah, I'm watching the movie and, um, and is a lot of THC. Oh, you're watching it right now. He's high on the remote. illegal drug marijuana. Oh mm. God. Okay, but it, well, it was mean, for a good reason. <laughs> it was for work purposes. I don't, I don't know how you guys repeatedly watch this movie. It Did you not just see a guy? So I'm high as balls. <laughs> <laughs> that is both it's, how I listen, literally the function in which I listen, and the how I managed to get through it figuratively. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, what do you think the movie's about, Tim? I think it's about love, guy. And I know that because Mattress Pike King keeps telling me. He tells me in a key ring. He tells me in a song. He tells me in the script. He tells me through a bong. Everywhere there's love flowing through this movie. If I could throw it in a bin, that'd be super groovy. Because <laughs> something rhymes, it doesn't make it good. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I did pretty well there, to be honest. 
Um, also, credits are rolling. I've never been happier to see them. Congratulations. I think oh, have you, what a journey. Have you got anything else to say, Charles? She's taken oh, she's given me the headphones back. Oh. Any parting uh, thoughts? On the theme. Oh, sorry, Chelsea, yes, I go. D- I don't know. I d I need to go and just get myself back together. Because nah, we, nah, I feel nah. like this has taken us all morning to watch. <laughs> it's not It's, 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 <laughs> it's not how the podcast works. Bit. Uh, well, only sadly, we don't have a. Uh, uh, I rigged it up so that we're on uh, a set of headphones that are very challenging to share. So you can only really talk to one of us at a time, Tim. You're kind of running the point guard here, and we're bouncing off you. You feel free, hey, feel free to return any time. There's plenty of space in this room. Oh, she um, left. Yeah, she did get pretty despondent watching the film. I we had uh, a coffee with my mum and dad earlier today, and mum was actually pretty brokenhearted about me watching the film. So, funnily enough, after I lamented her indifference, she's really capitulated. You need to cut everyone out of your life who isn't involved with the the podcast in a positive way, guys. That does not sound like <laughs> that, that does not sound good. We need to okay. establish the perimeter here, okay? It's just it's it's you and me now, and we've got a, a bunch of pals sitting in a little area called the friend zone. Um, and you can you can find them. They're there. They're sending us good good thoughts, positivity, hopes and prayers. And we need to get rid of everybody else from our lives. No, we just need to surround what, ourselves with the good worst idea folk. That's it. What, it's the friend what you're zone saying and is, nothing. What you're saying is the opposite of what needs to happen. No, I'm right Absolutely. on this. Absolutely. No, hey, no, 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 you happy four twenty. Oh, and to you, my friend. Um. Did you have any thought, genuine movie-watching thoughts, or were you kind of in and out the whole time? Man, um, you know, I was there. I was there the whole time the movie was happening. You did it. You, like, did, it in the, you did it in the same way people go back to work after lunch on a Friday. Yeah. Or in England on like a Thursday when it seems custom to have about for a 16 beers. Um, yeah. Here's what I'll say. I couldn't stand everyone shutting down samantha this watch i'm like i just think they need to give her some more oxygen to be samantha and what else did i think um but her character's so thin in this film oh you you've been listening to chelsea too much this film's brilliant everyone's perfectly (laughs) perfectly drawn three-dimensional characters that's um, easy for you to say the less engaged you are the better the movie becomes so if true. you're not watching what they're saying or paying attention to the narrative then yes. all of a sudden anything's possible the sky's the limit it's so true it's so fucking true what you're saying this yeah. is like this is the recurring lesson from all of our work together is that you know the the less time you spend with the characters Mm. And, you know, this is what elevates secondary characters to superstar status in our eyes. We are not given the opportunity to resent them. And so we don't. Okay. Here's what we need to do then, I think, is VR. Is there some way to get the movie closer to our brains? Can you just get normal movies and put them in, like, VR goggles? Is that a thing? Because I think we should, we should need to do that. I don't, I don't think that's a thing. I don't know, man. It could be. It could be. I'm fairly certain it's not. Um, I'd like. No, the, I'm sure I'd it like... is because I think you can watch Netflix on on like uh, VR. 
So there must just be a version where you can just put normal Man. video content on. I want I want to be in it. I want to be in the movie, and that's where not possible. are you getting your information from? And no, you don't. Uh, no, I don't want to be in the movie. Yeah. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. I didn't even notice this. Do you know the paint foreman and the standby paint foreman are father and son? They've got the same name, and it's senior and junior. God, that's cute. I had no idea. Okay, I think you're in a, you're in an interesting position right now mentally, Tim, and um, I, I've got some information I want to throw at you. I want you uh-huh. to help me out here. I have in my hot little hand the first page yep. of the mm-hmm. invitation list for the wedding of one Carrie Bradshaw and John James Preston. Hot shit. Now, it's well established in the film that Mr. Big is wanting for friends. The guy has literally no one in his life. I don't know if that's because he's unlikable or he's pushed them all away or through his two previously failed marriages and, you know, slew of affairs, he sort of painted himself into a social corner in the New York scene. But I'm going to read out some names and you mm-hmm. just tell me who they are and what their relationship is. Absolutely. To to the to the, the couple to be wed. So first on the list, we've got Samantha Jones and Smith Jared, one and two. Hollywood power couple on the rise. Smith Jarrett, you might know from General Hospital and a bunch of air campaigns in which he looks very beautiful and Greek godlike. His okay. partner slash agent is the powerful and wise Samantha Jones, who has recently moved from the east to west coast to double up on both their careers. She's a delight. She's a powerhouse. She's a negotiator second to none. If that woman steps into your office, you should be equal parts excited and scared because something big's going to happen, but she's probably going to get the upper hand in it. Charlotte York Goldenblatt, Harry Goldenblatt, Lily Goldenblatt. Charlotte York, sweetheart to the masses, truly the people's princess. You may recognize her from her... Art gallery days, uh, where she was a purveyor of the finest of fine arts. And her husband is, of course, uh, divorced lawyer Harry Goldenblatt, um, who you'll recognize from Temple. He's a lovely man, and he's here to support you when you're going through a tough time with your marriage, vis-a-vis he's a divorced lawyer. Their kids, unspeakably gorgeous. Um, We've got Lily who uh, was it, is their adopted daughter from China. and, uh, and There's no and Rose. There's no Rose. stop you there. Mm. No. You've got to listen to the names I'm giving to you because this is the wedding list. So that Rose is not even a, a twinkle in her father's eye at this point. Mm. So then we've got Miranda Hobbs, Steve Brady, and Brady Hobbs. Uh, speaking of lawyers, and you're speaking of Miranda because uh, she's as good as they come. What kind of law does she practice? I don't know. What kind of law do you need done? That's, uh, that's sort of how that works. And Steve, oh, manager of the finest bar in New York City, Steve's Bar. They've got a son together. Um, won't lie to you, they fucked up on the naming scheme. Uh, his, his name's his name's Brady Brady Hobbs, um, and he's the future Rat King. But we don't we don't know that yet. Okay, now Stanford Blatch. Stanford Blatch, what can I tell you about him? He looks like Dana Carvey in Master of Disguise, but slightly more attractive. Um, I mean, he's he's a guy who exists. He's round and, uh, you know, snappy dresser. 
Um, now we're getting into sort of the great unknown as fleshed out in the Sex and the City movie universe. Marcus Adont. Marcus Adont, independent film financier slash money laundering. Uh, does a lot of okay. work with the Saudis to get uh, get past certain restrictions and avoid paying certain taxes to certain governments. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, if you know what I mean. All right. And now we're getting into... I'm very interested to hear what you know about these people. I'm gonna I'm gonna run through five of them: Harriet Preston, Melvin Preston, Kip Preston, Tucker Preston, and Taylor Preston. The original Avengers. Uh, they are a collection of comic book characters come to life after Stanley uh, accidentally left a, an early edition of, of of the Avengers, sort of an early draft, inside a microwave and uh, the radiation sort of interacted with the ink on the page, and the Prestons came to life. Um, the original version, certainly not as good as the one that we've been treated to in the uh, graphic novels, comic books, and big screen movies that you've seen. Um, the original ones were a very strange choice for Stan Lee, but champions of uh, white supremacy. So, real baddies. Ooh. I'm disappointed that they're at the wedding. Um, Who asked certainly them? would not be mine. Big. He owes them a favour, but we can't get into it. They share a surname. Yeah. That, that was the favour. Okay. Mimi Ralyea. I'm sorry. Susan, that, what? Mimi Ralyea. R-E-L-Y-E-A. Mm. Susan Haydield. Mm-hmm. Eric Mead. No, Enid Mead, sorry. And Enid Mead Guest. Uh, they're actually just the wedding band, but they, uh, they've they accidentally been put on the guest list. They've got a um, jazz, Latin jazz quartet called the Cucarachas. The Cockroaches. <laughs> Your Cockroach. All right. Uh, the, the names become increasingly difficult to read from here. Yeah, but, do, uh, I mean, I, is this still a fun thing to be doing at this point? Are barely. We, okay. No, I didn't realise that you were going to detail everyone. But you did, I mean, it was a great refresher course on who the lead characters are. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I respect you. I respect the project. Do you know what I Do did? You? earlier today because i've been sifting through old uh footage of me online to make some ads and uh i watched the there's a video we made to announce the birth of season two and it it's that retrospective through season one yeah you know the one i'm talking about it's on youtube absolutely Mm. did you enjoy watching it so nostalgic man so nostalgic it was a different time do you remember, man? It was exciting to be alive and be doing the podcast. And it still is to an extent, but it's a different kind of exciting now. It's an exciting like um, finding out what your body's capable of. You're gonna before it was in. exciting because people were just finding out about us and we were like, wow, people are listening to this this dumb idea. I know. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we were so grateful then, but now we begrudge we begrudge our listener. No, we're always yes. great. No, not no. true. Yes, not true. true. Fuck uh-uh. you, it's true. No way, dude. Blow a goat. You're fucking wrong on this one, Monty. Hey, Tim, dude, straight up, fuck you. No one respects you. Hey, this is so weird that you bring this up, man, but you're a fucking idiot and you're completely wrong on this specific point and many others. I'm very intelligent, well-respected. You're lucky I associate with you still. It's untrue. Anything, any gravitas you have in the community has been washed off from me. You've gained any respect you hold by osmosis from the amount of respect I wield. That is demonstrably false. People talk about you. They talk about you to your face. They talk about you behind your back. They say Tim Bat doesn't know his way around Sex in the City like he doesn't know his way around Graylin, like he doesn't know his way around uh, a manual transmission. Like, he doesn't know his way around a goddamn microphone. The guy can't mix audio for shit. He can't speak words. He's thick. He's dense. And he's a, he's a net negative. Yeah, there's an old saying in a Hollywood guy, which you wouldn't know about because you've never fucking been there. I mean, mentally been there. But the only worse thing than being talked about is not being talked about. And that's you, bro. No one even knows who the fuck you are. And no one gives a shit either. So they will not research you. They will never how can find people, out. How can people not know who I am and know not to give a shit about me? They have a vague notion of this douchebag who they're not aware of what his name is or what he does. They've just heard that there's a guy you've got to avoid finding anything out about. And no one does. You're like Marmaduke or something. I can't remember. One of those fucking horror movies. Beetlejuice. <laughs> I don't know. It's cold. What's the one? What's the one where you got to say? Oh, it's like Candyman, Beetlejuice, one, Beetlejuice, and I think there's a more, <coughs> excuse me, a more recent one. Is that like a play on Rumble Stiltskin? Is that what that whole trope is? No. What was his deal? I can't remember, man. Um, I think it's a Brothers Grimm story. So probably someone was horribly disfigured and has to collect child souls to survive or something. But the Disney version is like there's a little elf type creature, I think. And if you guess what his name is, he'll grant you a wish. And his his name is Rumble Stiltskin. But maybe he gets some like magic powers when you fucking say his name out loud. So it's all a trick. I don't know. 
I've uh, Google searched Rumpelstiltskin, and you know how people Google lazy, they give you options. They say people also ask, yeah, and these are the questions that people also ask. What is the fairy tale of Rumpelstiltskin? What did Rumpelstiltskin do? What is the meaning of the story Rumpelstiltskin? What did Rumpelstiltskin do with the babies? <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> it doesn't sound very good. Do you, are you prepared to do a dive? In a very basic sense, Rumpelstiltskin in the actual stories always asked for the girl's child in return for spinning straw into gold, which her father had foolishly and publicly boasted she could do. In Christ. a philosophical sense, a child, particularly a first child, is a significant and precious object to sacrifice. I'm going to read that last sentence again. In a philosophical sense, a child, particularly a first child, is a significant and precious object to sacrifice. Sort of goes beyond philosophy, I would have thought. Yeah, I would agree with you, my dude. That's what a crazy thing to say and commit to a button machine. Fucking hell. So what? <laughs> he's stealing what? and killing kids? I, I don't know. know what he's doing. Let's get off Rumble Stiltskin, man. It's putting me in a, on a bum note. Sorry, you continue driving. I feel like I can't predict what you want to talk about or how you're feeling, so I'll just follow That's your fair. lead. Hey, well, let's uh, open the curtains and find out what the shining light is outside that window. Uh, I got my one. Uh-huh. It's a scream I observed, uh, uh, a misplaced ADR scream. When Kim Cattrall throws her jacket at the gals in the wardrobe runway scene, no, it there's will. a scream uh, that his is placed in the lounge or in the bedroom, sorry, or the walk-in, but there's no mouth open to be screaming, which suggests the presence of a fifth woman who Carrie keeps hidden somewhere in her apartment. Mm. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> I like that. Truly. Let's, let's go with that rather than it being an ADR mistake. It's all canon. Everything you see in here is canon. Yeah, well, I mean... I suppose it could be either Carrie is losing confidence in the friendship she shares with her three closest friends, you know, friendships that we see fading, or alternatively, um, so she's, you know, if that's the case, then she's got someone in the chamber, literally locked and loaded in the chamber, ready to go, or it is a previous friend from before this quite long-running friendship who screams whenever there are other people in the apartment to try and be noticed and set free. Like Rumble Stiltskin. Uh, we don't know enough about Rumble Stiltskin to know if that's true, but yeah, sure. Rumble what do you think is more likely? Mm. Is, the, is it a future friend or a past friend? Uh, past friend, definitely. Yeah, it couldn't be a future friend because you know, you're going to alienate your future friend pretty quickly if you keep them locked in a chamber. At least it's a time-traveling future friend. It's both a, a past and future friend. How could they be a time-traveling future friend, Tim? Uh, hold on. Let me figure this out. I don't think I can figure it out. <laughs> uh, they are a friend from... No, you can't, eh? <laughs> if you're a past I don't, friend, look, you're I don't just know, a past I, friend. I don't know. Do you know, I've been in your experience before as well where I feel like your brain is like lobbing up ideas and connections between the ideas at a rate that is faster than I can follow and potentially that you can communicate with your mouth. Yeah, I'd say that's uh, possibly the long and short of it. What's happening over there? I can hear some ruckus. Uh, There's a new entrant into the house. 
Nothing for you a to worry about. A new player has entered the Iron Fist tournament. Who is it? Uh, it's a wonderful woman named Kate. Ah, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, so, look. My shining light. Thank you for asking. Here it is. I really like Samantha and I figured out the line, this watch, uh, that it was, which I, I tried to um, put into my memory bank and failed to do so, that I thought was the most genuinely delivered line. And it is when they're in Carrie's apartment eating cake and she says, I don't think I have anything to be proud of. I'm just stuffing my face to stop myself doing what I find natural. And uh, her delivery of... I um I don't think I'm doing anything to feel proud of that I think is sublimely delivered. It's truthful and it's good. Uh <laughs> I've just had a text from next door. Mm. It's from Chelsea. Okay. It's just a series of observations. Do you want me to read them to you? I mean, I'd quite like you to actually get on the microphone if I'm being honest I I, I I agree but the trouble is that well I don't mind it you told me she said now she's written you told me to send this which okay. is true I did I say would you like to walk Tim through them yeah this is uh, is this where the good content comes from guys it doesn't this entire episode is a fucking train wreck no fuck you this episode's brilliant you're brilliant. I'm brilliant. This show rules. Let's. Uh, well, where's our fucking TV deal? Chuck us on HBO. You know, that's how compelling we are. Home box office. I love your ambition. Uh, while I, while Chelsea makes a decision as to whether or not to come and contribute, uh, no, here just she start comes. reading. Ah, yes, fantastic. All right, I'm going to put on the headphones for her. I'm not going to say anything, but okay, I might occasionally cool. pitch in from the side. Okay, very good. Well, yeah, just talk to him through your notes. Oh, hi. Don't let him steamroll you. (laughs) Hi. Fucking hell. Who does he think he's dealing with? Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Stop stop steamrolling me. Fair enough. Um, Would love to hear your points, Chelsea. Okay, this is what I've written. Look, I don't want to... I don't want to out anyone, but Guy um, did fall asleep (laughs) in some of it. He's so and bad. This is why I started to take notes because I didn't want to be watching it on my own. Fucking wake um, him up. It's his job. He's at work. He's very tired. It sounded like you were totally okay with outing someone, even though the preamble was you didn't <laughs> want to. The next thing you did was out someone. Yeah, well, that's true. I've got no comeback for that. I'm glad Here you my did notes, it. okay? Yeah. The... The Carrie and Biggs dynamic is very troublesome. Yeah. I feel uneasy. I feel so uneasy when they're together. She acts like uh, a spoilt child. Yes. And he acts like he's just going to gap it at any moment. And that (laughs) is very uncomfortable. Uh, they recycled the Charlotte Harry sex scene in the New Year's montage. You noticed that? Yeah. Did you notice that independent of Guy saying anything? Yeah, he was asleep. 
<laughs> that's awesome he's just brought it up quite a few times so i just thought i'd oh. check because i didn't i didn't know until he said it that's fucking brilliant. oh yeah but but you can tell because it's so traumatizing the first time you see it because she um stops and cradles his head and says thank you for being you Come on, that's sweet. Different people have different ways of being no, sweet. No, no, I didn't like. I didn't like that. <laughs> okay, fair how, how how do they get that dog to keep humping stuff? Yeah, man, good question. Great question. Have you, have you talked about that? Have not. You, Off the top of my head. You, yeah. I reckon you get like an eyedropper of dog pheromones and you just squirt it on oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> it's so fucked up if you think about that. Yeah, dude. they just made they repeatedly made that dog horny. Mm. Um, why is it so much worse that big jilted uh, Carrie than Steve cheating and breaking up the family? I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? Why is it why why is it so much worse that Steve? I mean that um, big jilted Carrie to Steve cheating and breaking up his family. Oh. Couldn't be more with you. It's what? insane. It's nuts. I do you know what's embarrassing for me is that I don't think Guy and I sort of cracked onto this point before we had on um, a brilliant guest, and it's escaping me who it was first off who brought this up. But I think it was like the first guest we had on the whole season, and they were just like, "Why is everyone looking after?" Maybe it was yeah. Io. Um, it was like, why is uh, everyone looking after Carrie, you know, flocking to her, flooding to her? And poor Miranda Feeding is trying to keep her. her. Yeah, ex- enabling her big time. And um, <laughs> but poor Miranda's trying to keep her life and family life together and professional life together. And their like, take on that is, hey, uh, fuck your uh. job. We need to go to Mexico. Please drop everything. It's like, yeah, cool. Let's ignore the fact that I have a child and a job to go to while I'm suffering through the separation of my marriage. It's also and, crazy uh, to me that Miranda... Uh, says I have a job, but she doesn't say I have a child. Yeah, and that 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 brings me to another point, which is that I don't like the children in this film. That mm. they just they're just angels that don't require any attention whatsoever. They're just kind of there. And also, yeah. why is the three and a half year old wearing a nappy? <laughs> that was Wait. weird. When oh true, she's wearing a nappy. Is it too oh, old? And only for that? a nappy and a lot of handbags. That was very strange choice. Is that uh, is is that definitely too old for nappies? I think so. I mean, I have a three and a half year old. She's been out of nappies for quite some time. I mean, flex. Yeah, that was a big flex. How? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, no, this is good. Yeah, all of your points are uh, fucking sound. I still Horse. haven't fully come to your side of things on Steve, but it, you did bring up a really good scene for, for hey, your point. Tim, watch it again. Watch it okay, again. Okay, mate. Well, yeah. I've seen it 41 times, so <laughs> how about I don't? Okay. Um, he is the worst, though, and he's followed closely by Charlotte. She's really bad, but she does do good crying acting, okay. which I think is why she got cast. Yeah. Well, I think that she was in the show. Oh, yeah, do you but mean why for she got cast in the show? Yeah, mm. I think I I feel like that's her one one thing she's got going for her. What does um, your take on that big moment when um, she protects like at the wedding, and she goes <laughs> no to big? What's your take on that? <laughs> uh, that? Look, that was good acting. 
I thought that was really great. Yeah, I did. It was uh, that that whole sequence uh, and and a lot of the stuff around Carrie getting jilted. Pretty much all of the stuff around Carrie getting jilted was um, very melodramatic. It was too much, but. Mm. I did think that that was good acting from whatever her name is that plays Charlotte. Kristen Davis. Kristen Davis. I did, yeah. I did think that was a good moment for her. Nice. It was better than any of Steve's moments. You're, re- you're building my trust in you because you're not going wholesale on anything. You're like, this person's bad, but here's yeah. one example of them being good. I think it's, I, yeah, I think you're right. Look, I, I think it's important to stay positive. Um, We're trying out here. We yeah, are trying. I bet you are. I look. I I genuinely laughed twice. I can't remember when, but I did. <laughs> hey Chelsea, and what was your and favorite a half hour romantic comedy? There is not much laughter. <laughs> <laughs> what was your yeah. favorite part of the film? When Miranda and Steve met on the bridge, <laughs> I did think that that was a genuinely heartwarming and cinematic way to show two people getting back together. And, you know, it's all about the metaphor of compromise, isn't it? Yes. But then they kissed. And in that kiss, I realised, I I reckon Cynthia Nixon is the best actor in it. And I reckon Steve is the worst, as we've talked about. And I reckon Cynthia Nixon knows this, just judging (laughs) on that kiss. Why? And then I created this whole narrative around how he drives her mental and she like she just goes home at the end of every day is frustrated well, out I of her do, mind. Like she often, fakes tongue. Well, of course. I mean she's gay. <laughs> you know, this isn't something that she can sort of draw okay, on her well, own. I, d- uh, I, d- I didn't for. know that. I didn't oh, know. Oh man, that. I think that's right. I'm pretty sure. It does so, sort of make this... sense. But it's the it's one of the weirdest screen kisses I've seen. That this moment, just which is a adds, shame. Cause it, doesn't it add to her acting skills, you know, that that didn't even <laughs> enter your imagining? Well, no. I think if... No. Because I think if, <laughs> if she was using her best acting skills, it wouldn't have been such a bad screen kiss. Mm. Such a weird, like... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to describe what she does, but I suggest you take a little look at that moment and see... <laughs> I'd love to hear what you think about that, Tim. Man, once again, Chelsea, I cannot stress <laughs> the fact that I have seen this movie and I find it baffling that you seem to forget this fact because I, I have done everything in my power to <laughs> really broadcast the fact that I have watched it. I honestly think that I, I, I haven't grasped until today what it is that you guys are doing. That's interesting. Yeah. It was, was it just something you didn't ever kind of – spend the brain time analyzing it was absolutely. just absolutely it was something yeah. i intentionally put to the side it's it's good it's safe the amount yes it's it keeps me safe yeah and um also the word this is my my final thought is oh well, okay this is why does big have no friends that's kind of weird and then yeah. also carrie is a baby and the scene where Samantha feeds her yogurt is one of the worst <laughs> scenes I've ever seen in my life. It made me so physically uncomfortable. It made me recoil. 
I hate it. I will it. take issue with that because I really liked that scene, this watch, for some reason. I was in a really empathetic <laughs> mood for that scene. Here, here's why, and I can totally understand why it disgusts oh. you because you're carrying the baggage of how awful Carrie is as a character. But if you can sort yeah. of just like... I don't know, take that as read, take that for granted and, and therefore yeah. sort of push it aside for a second, just forget about that fact. The maternal, um, no. what's the no. word I'm looking for? It's like a, nour- no. a, a real nourishing in both a literal and figurative sense, a, a, no. a nourishing act that Samantha does for her friend who's in turmoil. Uh, uh, there's something has, nice about that. Her, her friend has arms. She's choosing not to use her own arms. She's devastated. She's emotionally destroyed. She's she bedridden. told Miranda, who had just been cheated on, to shut the shutters, all of them. Yeah. Look, not great behavior, but isn't that what <laughs> friends are for? That when you're in your darkest spot and you're lashing out and things aren't going well and you're not at your best, that's they, they go, I recognize you have flaws, but I love you anyway. And I'm, I'm here for still going to feed you yogurt. On a little yeah. spoon. Yeah, man. Maybe that's okay. what Mattress Pike King was trying to communicate. He was like, Every, <laughs> everyone is awful, but friendship is forever. Oh, maybe. Maybe. That's it. That could be, could be a point. Do you want this? You keep listening. I just want to say something. <laughs> yeah, you say something. Uh, can you please explain what you think uh, the term when Carrie says uh, when big colours, he rarely stays... <laughs> we talked about inside the lines. Yeah, we did. <laughs> what do you think that means? When when big colours, he really he really stays inside the lines. Is that what she said? Yeah. Well, I definitely don't think it means what you th- what you think it means, which is that sure. he comes everywhere. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is crazy. What we think. That's crazy. You think that as well? Do you think that? How else could you read it? But we're about to find <laughs> out. No. She just means that he's 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 a wild lover. He's he's crazy. He's go he's outside the box. He's doing he's frisky. That means he's bad. It does not mean that he comes everywhere. He jizzes on the <laughs> curtains. It <laughs> <laughs> does no. scotch guard the bed. It's crazy. No, no, no. It's not what it. it means. That's a crazy <laughs> reading. That, that they literally. This is my logic behind that. They literally use the word. Colouring as a keyword for sex, a code mm. word for sex. They use the word come in the same scene for the for come. Yeah. So if they but were can, saying, but that's that's just Carrie Bradshaw being a coy writer and thinks she's doing clever wordplay. She doesn't want to be in the packed cafe going, <laughs> "You guys, lean in for a second. John ejaculates everywhere. There is come throughout oh. the room. It is strewn." I, it's not here. It's so off-putting because he's so gross. I couldn't hear what Tim said. Oh, Tim. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. That's unrewarding for you. He had a good point. <laughs> okay, I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting out of here. No, I, I, before Let's, you go, though, yeah. there's one more question, Yeah. which is in the same way you challenge us to say what the movie is about. Yeah, and I stand by what I... Yeah. yeah. Can you please tell us, because you said that you didn't realize what we were doing until you experienced it today. Yeah. Can you please tell us what you think we're doing? <laughs> well, I, so I guess <laughs> <laughs> what your intention is. Just like, what do you, what do you think the experience <laughs> oh, is? What do you think no. we're doing? I've been backed into a corner. Um, what I think you're doing. What the experience. And what's it doing to us? 
Yeah, what it's doing to you. I guess that's a more accurate way of putting it. I didn't realize, like, how much of a draining undertaking this is. Like, just imagining waking up and knowing that if I put myself in your shoes, waking up knowing I have to watch Sex in the City again, a two and a half hour movie that you know, like all of its other flaws aside, you know exactly what's going to happen from the first maybe 10 minutes. I would say from the first minute. From the first minute? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the same movie. Well, fuck, I don't know. But you know, you know the way it's all going to play out. You know Samantha needs to spread her wings and fly. You know that Big is going to leave Carrie. I, I said that, didn't I, while we were watching it. You know, what are you doing? You know that Big is going to leave Carrie at the altar and it's not going to go well. You don't really give a shit about the other two. But you ha- still have to sit through two and a half hours of it. And I, that must feel scary some days. It was bleak just getting through it once. So I guess that... that I'm going to need to I mean. put a bow on this episode because I feel rocked to my core. I need to go. <laughs> I, need, I, I need to leave. I, I can't handle this. Okay, wait. You have to talk to Guy. Nope, don't want to. Do you think there's value in what... Tim wants to leave. He, he I'm, I'm off. This is fucked. Do you think there's value in what we're doing, Chelsea? Um, no. That's a no, Tim. She doesn't uh, get it, though. She doesn't. That's why you've got to get her out of your life, man. <laughs> your mum and Chelsea need to go. They are not part of the circle anymore, okay? Listen to me, man. You and me and all the friends, we're off. We're off on our own. It's a grand adventure. Uh, well, I'm going to take some time to myself to think about what you're saying, Tim. But are you cool, are you cool, 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 we cool, finish cool. this? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck, thank the Lord. Well, yep. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Uh, uh, Come and see our shows. Have you got any left? Yeah, yeah, I got two shows this weekend in Auckland at Q Theatre, Rangatira. There are tickets available for both. It's on Friday the 17th and Saturday the 18th of May. The show is called I Was Part of the Problem Before We Were Talking About It. Being very uh, well reviewed by everyone I've talked to who's seen it. I unfortunately have not seen it yet. Um, it's Tim here, guys. I also have a show uh, that is opening this week in Auckland. It's called Space Couch, a live comedy chat show, and I'm co-hosting it with a um, beautiful musician called Disaster Radio, who I've been a fan of for like ten years. So it's very special. And uh, Paul F. Tompkins has been kind enough to lend his vocal talents to bring uh, the main star of the show, The Space Couch, to life. So uh, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. It's going to be a great show. Please come along if you're in Auckland or Wellington. Go to spacecouch.nz for the tickies. Otherwise, stop listening and we'll stop recording. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you later. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. He sort of feels me out. I feel him out. And... uh, We go for it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.